Thanks for joining us at Warehouse Church. We would love for you to stay connected, and a great way for you to do that is to simply subscribe to this podcast. You can also stay connected throughout the week by checking out our website, warehousechurch.com, or by visiting our Facebook or Instagram pages. From wherever you are listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. Today we thank you, Father, that our sins are dead and gone, and we sing and we pray hallelujah. Father, as we open up your word today and we look inside of it for guidance, for truth, uh, for inspiration, and for instructions to help us to live more like you, draw us close to you today. And Father, I pray that you would be honored and glorified by what we discussed this morning and, and also, Lord, how all of us that are watching and listening today receive it. We ask you this in the risen name of Jesus Christ, and everybody said, Amen. Good day, Warehouse Church. Thanks for tuning in with us today. Let everybody know you're watching. Give us some thumbs up, some hands, some shout outs, and let some other folks know that you see them online this morning and say hi. Even if you watch it later in the day, shoot us some comments. And if you're new to our uh, online worship experience, we would love if you would reach out to us, fill out our online connection card maybe put some comments in the comment bar and be a part of the Warehouse Church community. We've had such great services the past few weeks. Last week we had seven adults and five kids as part of our new members class, 12 uh, new uh, folks that are going to be a part of our church. We're so excited about that. We have some students that are getting ready to be baptized um, because of what the Lord's done in their life since camp. And Pastor Johnny leading them. We're so proud of our student ministry. We even have students helping us today with our taping. I think we have more students than adults that are actually working today, helping us uh, have this online experience today. So we love our student ministry. We'd love for you to get connected here with Warehouse Church. I don't assume to know what your uh, spiritual upbringing was. Maybe you were very fortunate, had two Christian parents, and said prayers before your meals and maybe before bedtime, or maybe uh, you didn't accept Christ until later in life and, and this you know, prayer life and, and faithful church attendance and reading the word of God and, and, and some of the spiritual disciplines that we put in our lives to help us to know Christ uh, better, to know him more, know the power of his resurrection. Maybe it was later in life for you. Um, I grew up in a home where my mom was saved, my dad wasn't saved, but my dad has since accepted since accepted Christ as Savior, it is a huge, huge influence on my life. Uh, but I remember sitting in church with my mom and sitting in church at different times uh, and, and observing how different people do things. Last week I talked about how I would see people receive communion, how sometimes they would be pious and not take it. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. But another thing I was really observant of when I heard uh, people in our church pray and I would just kind of listen to what they would say and their, their tone. And, and, and I kind of thought, this, um, you know, I'm speaking from the mind of a, of a young person now. It was, it was interesting to me to how the person's voice would change when they were praying. Sometimes they would use words that, that really weren't as part of conversation. Maybe it was the King's English they were using or, or, or something else. But, you know, you could just tell um, when you were listening to some people praying, that they were really communing and communicating with God. And as I learned how to pray, you know, and that, that's, a, that's a healthy thing. 
the disciples said to Jesus, would you teach us to pray as John taught his disciples how to pray uh, in the book of John. And it's a great understanding that, that Jesus led them in how that they should communicate to God by praying with them, not to them, but by praying with them. So if you've been saved for a while and you've heard other people pray, and I hope even that, that, you're, that you have a prayer language with God, that you're talking to God, not just on a daily basis, but even starting to get that understanding of what Paul said in 1 Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. ceasing. I really think that, that shows an authentic lifestyle of worship when we're constantly aware of the presence of God in our lives. But there's something you hear when people pray. And I challenge you to listen to this. If you've ever at a life group meeting or before a meal with your family or, or in church or if you're, if you're in a group where there's some kind of opening or closing prayer, I guarantee you almost every time you will hear the person that is praying say this, God, will you bless? Will you bless our family? Would you bless our church? Would you bless my health? Would you bless missionaries all over the world? Would you bless our country right now? Would you bless this family that's going through a difficult time? Would you bless my life? Would you bless my efforts? Would you bless my resources? Would you bless our church? We pray that, we pray that all the time. And I believe with all my heart that God wants us to seek his blessings, but we do. We really, really want, and the reason we ask God to bless is because we desire I desire God's favor in my life, and I know you do too today. But you know there's something very, very sacred about the blessing of God in our lives. I want to read a great passage of Scripture to you. This I'm actually going to read two. One from the book of Numbers and one out of the book of Hebrews chapter 11. And the great thing about understanding the blessings, the sacredness of the blessings of God in our lives. Listen, God doesn't want to withhold anything back that's good for your life. But the fact of the matter is God knows better what's good for your life than you and I know what's good for our own lives. And I want you to read this. I want you to read this on the screen with us today. If you're in the auditorium, if you're watching online, you'll be able to see the words on the screen as well. Great passages. This is a really great passage to memorize and even to write out on a card and have it in your house. I've seen portions of this verse on placards in people's houses before. In Numbers chapter 6, my friend Tony read this in, when he spoke with me a few months ago. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you're to bless the Israelites. You say to them this, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites. And the Bible says this, and I will bless them. I will bless them. What a powerful passage of scripture. You see the word of God from Genesis through Revelations. We know it's the, the redemption story of Jesus Christ. How you and I needed a savior because we were born in sin. And the Bible teaches that he came in the New Testament, uh, uh, the spotless lamb of God, born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, died on the cross to pay for my sins and the sins of the whole world, rose up again from the grave three days later, proving that he is God, he is God's son. And he is the son of God that came 
to take away the sins of the world. That's a beautiful part of the word of God. But you know what another part of the word of God we see through, from Genesis all the way through the book of Revelation? Yes, there's judgment, there's wars, there's this, there's that. There's prophecy, there's important things that we can learn, inspirational stories. But I believe the word of God from Genesis through Revelation is a story of God's blessings. Of God's blessings. There's blessings pronounced. There's blessings promised. There's blessings that are anticipated, you know. Uh, and there's also blessings that are experienced. And I don't know if anybody's life symbolizes this better than the life of Abraham in the book of Genesis. But I'm going to read kind of a historical account uh, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, in the hall of faith, if you will. Uh, Hebrews 11 says this about Abraham, verses 8 through 12. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would rather receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And even by faith, Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, as he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sands on the beach. We see these blessings here that took place in Abraham's life. God pronounced that he was going to be blessed. Uh, God said that I will make you a great nation. Now here's a guy who's married to a woman and they don't have any kids and they're getting old. And God says to them, I'm going to move you from this country to a new land that I have prepared for you. And I'm going to bless you and you are going to be uh, you are going to be the father of a great, great nation of my children, my people that would be the children of Israel. The blessings were promised. He said, you're going to have a son even later in life. When Abraham and Sarah were saying, man, God's not blessed us yet. We got to figure this out. Uh, they got one of her servants and had a baby with Abraham. That was not the plan that God had for them. And there were consequences for that, of course. But God blessed Sarah's womb when she was a, an old lady and, and, and she had a child whose name was Isaac, and, and God promised that blessing to them. Blessings in the word of God are anticipated. Abraham waited and waited and waited and waited for many, many years before that blessing would come to him. But there's also the story that you and I have today, like Abraham having that son of promise, blessings that are experienced. God gave him a son and blessed his family. You know what the word of God tells us? the blessings that we experience, God gave us his son so that we can have a personal relationship with him. You see, God's blessings are very special. You'll read all the way in the book of Genesis when God blessed Adam and Eve, and you continue to read in Noah's life, and you continue to read in Abraham's life, and Isaac's life, and Jacob's life, and Joseph's life. How when and, and even through the book of Judges and, and into the kings and all the things that took place in the history of, of Israel, when the children of Israel or God's people or whomever he was working in their life were obeying God, God would bless them. But he would also teach them to give a special blessing, 
like all of these patriarchs I mentioned earlier, Abraham and Isaac and, and, and Jacob and Joseph, they prayed over their kids. They put their hand under their thigh and they prayed a blessing over their lives, the blessing that God told them to pray over them. And this prayer of blessing that we shared with you earlier out of the book of, um, out of, the book of Numbers was, was a very special blessing that God told his priests, you pray this blessing the ironic blessing over the children of Israel so that they will carry my name. You see, it's blessings for us that we get to speak and carry the name of Jesus Christ. Church, I know sometimes we hear stories that there's a perception of, that, that there's teaching that says there's this prosperity that comes when, when, when we follow God or obey God or listen to God or pray prosperity over our families and so forth. And, and, and believe me, church, I, I don't think God wants to hold, withhold any good thing back from you, but sometimes we have to understand what the definition of good is, right? God's blessing in your life is sacred. And I promise you this morning, not because I'm trying to sell you anything, not because I want you to do anything on my behalf, but I can promise you on the authority of the word of God, God desires to, ble- to bless each and every one of us today. Let me tell you some things about God's blessings today. God's blessings reveal to us that he wants to be involved in our lives personally. You know, we're praying right now for our country. There's a very important election that's coming up in November. And I would encourage you, church, everybody watching, vote. Don't vote on personality and all that stuff. Read your Bible and vote on biblical principles. Let the word of God and your relationship with Christ guide you and and be be a, a, be a good civic-minded person. Get involved and, and do these things. But make sure you're voting values that reflect the word of God. And that's probably, the, that's not the easiest thing to do in our society today. But we pray that God blesses our country, right? There's a national day of prayer that takes place in May where leaders get together. A lot of folks get together. Students will even get together uh, if they were going back to school normally and pray, uh, meet you at the poll, and they would pray for their school year and pray for their country and pray for leaders all around the world. But I want to tell you something about God's blessings. Yes, they are for countries, and they're for nations, and they're for, for entire races, but you know what God's blessing uh, in your life helps us to understand that he wants to work in your life personally? You know that verse in Romans chapter five and verse number eight that says that God demonstrated his own love to us even though we were sinners. The Bible says Christ died for us. That's also an individual promise and a blessing that Jesus loved you more than he hated your sin and he did something about it. When you pray for your family, when you pray for the health of someone, when you pray that God would, like the prayer of Jabez, increase your influence. I was praying that last night and this morning as I was kind of getting ready to speak at, at this message, say, God, would you increase my influence? Would you bless what the, the, the penalty things that we try to do for you that are in Jesus' name and magnify that and use it to honor and glorify your son? God's blessing in your lives revealed that he wants, listen, he, he loves the world and he died for the sins of the world. But I want you to understand today, God loves you. You, as an individual, and he wants to have a personal relationship with you. He's pursuing you to be able to do that. Here's the second thing. God is the source of every blessing in our lives, not just some of the blessings in our lives, 
but every blessing in our lives. The Bible tells us in James chapter one and verse number 17, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Can you name one good thing about your life today? Just one good thing. You may be going through all kind of craziness. You may be going through trials. You may be dealing with sickness or sorrow or anything. And we'll pray for you if you tell us that request online today. But I want you to think about, so can you write down right now while I'm speaking to you something good about your life? I would tell you some good things about my life. My wife is such an amazing you know, I'll use that word blessing because I'm, you know, this is church and I'm supposed to sound churchy today, right? But my wife is the greatest blessing that God's blessed me with on this earth. My kids, blessings. My grandkids, close second to my wife. No, oh, they're probably tied with my kids. Great, great blessings. I love our church. Our church is a blessing in my life and the community that, that I'm a part of here at Warehouse Church. You know, the roof that's over my head, the food that I had for dinner last night, the hot cup of coffee I was able to have this morning, my car that made it to the church today, the gas that's in my car, the clothes that are on my back, right? We should be able to, you know, and there's nothing wrong. God wants you to cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. But you really, and I really could spend more time in prayer thanking him for the good things in our lives than asking him for the burdens that we need him to take care of. I'm not belittling any seriousness that's in your life today, but there is goodness in your life. If you look to see it, God will reveal that to you. We see that God is the source of every blessing in our lives. We also understand that God is the substance of our blessings. God tells us in his word in Colossians 1.17, he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. You know, we pray about things that we want and we pray about things that we need and God wants us to do that. Like I said, he tells us in his word that he wants us to cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. But why do our prayer times sound more like Christmas lists? I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I need, I need, I need, I need. When the greatest thing in the world that we need is Jesus Christ. Is Jesus Christ. It, when we're praying for blessings, it's, listen, it's okay when you're praying for Maybe you're a young couple and you're trying to purchase a house and you've saved and, and you want to do that. But what's the purpose of that? Is it so that everybody else could see that you have a larger house? Or we had a family in our church that said this to me, and I was so blessed by this. My friend Obi, when he was in the process of buying his house a couple years ago, he said, Pastor, would you pray about this house that we want to buy? We don't want it to be anything but a symbolism of God's grace in our lives, about God's blessing in our lives, and we want to use it to have life group in our house, and to do church community in our home. We want our home to be a home that's used for God's honor and glory. And you know what? That's exactly what he and his wife have done with his home. Life group meetings almost on a weekly basis. They bring people over all the time, and they give honor and glory to God with the home that they have. That's wonderful. But does, is God blessing that family more that has a nicer house than a family in the Philippines that lives by a river with, with, with supplies that were found in the street, and they're homeless, but they love Jesus Christ with all of their hearts, and they're faithful in their church, and they tithe, but they want all the time? Does that mean God loves this family more than loves this family? No, because both of these family, yes, we need food and shelter and clothes on our back, but our greatest need that we have in our life is Jesus Christ. This morning, we're, we're talking about that God's blessings reveal that he wants to work in our lives personally, that God is the source 
of all blessings in our lives, that God is the substance of the blessings in our lives. But here's another thing I want you to consider today. You can be living in very difficult times and still be living a blessed life. We put so much stock and so much investment and so much emphasis on today. Listen to what happened to Job after he went through terrible, terrible trial. He said this about his relationship with God after his children were killed, after he lost all of his, all of his earthly possessions and his home was destroyed and, and he had boils all over his body. The Bible says he shaved his head and he sat down and in Job chapter one he said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked will I depart. He said, I was born with nothing. When I die I'm gonna have nothing. He said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away but blessed be the name of the Lord. And then it says this about Job, about his testimony and everything that he went through and everything he said. The Bible says in all this, Job did not sin and blame God with anything that bad happened to him. You see, if you are going through difficult times, if there's cancer in your family or in your lives, if you have COVID and you're coming out of it or going through it, we found out a dear friend of ours this week, Dr. Gene Getz, a mentor of mine, uh, and his wife, 80-some years old, both of them are in the hospital, and we're praying for Dr. Gene, and, and we're thankful for his influence in our life and even in our church. But if you were talking to Dr. Gene, or if you were, as we're reading this passage about the book of Job, even when we're, going, even when we're sick, even when we're going through trials, we can count our blessings, church. The blessings, the sacred blessings of God. Again, because stuff is not a blessed life. The stuff that we post on Facebook about our new cars and our new homes and our new clothes and our great vacations and, you know, the quote-unquote American dream, that doesn't really mean that you're blessed. Those are great things, and if you, if you enjoy them in respect and perspective of, of God's grace in your life and that they are temporary and those things aren't wrong, Trust me, those things aren't wrong. I'm not saying that. But if that's all you're living for, then you're not experiencing the fullness of the blessing of God in your life. You can have all of the stuff in the world and not understand what it means to live a blessed life. We experience God's blessing in our lives because Jesus Christ experienced the full measure of our sin and God's curse on sin in our place. He died for you. He died for me. He took every sin that everybody ever committed in the history of mankind and bore it on his body and his body was broken and his blood was poured out so that you and I can have a relationship, a very intimate personal relationship with him. Romans chapter eight, verse one says, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. I want to pray this morning and pray a blessing over your life. Just like Aaron and the priests prayed over the children of Israel. But I want you to understand this morning, I can pray for blessing in your life and I believe there's power in that. I believe there's significance in that. But understand that blessing doesn't come from me. That comes from God. 
And that blessing from God came through his son, Jesus Christ. And he wants you to experience, listen, the thing, those are nice things. They're, they're great, but when we're in heaven, we're not going to lament and say, man, do I miss my house? Man, do I miss that truck I used to drive? Man, do I miss that vacation we used to be able to take at the beach? I don't ever think we're going to be in heaven and long to go to Hawaii because we're going to be living in splendor, walking streets of gold and homes that God's prepared for us that are greater than anything we can imagine or even dream of, the Word of God tells us. That's what this life is about. Not investing in the stuff that we have and the blessings for today, but in the blessings of forever, in the presence of God. So would you let me pray for you? First of all, I want to pray that if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that today would be the day that you would call on His name and, and, and become part of his family today by receiving his forgiveness of sins and, and asking him to be your personal savior. Can I also pray that God would bless your life? If you're praying for a home or need a car or, or, or need some things, you pray and ask God, who is the giver of all, and every good gift that we can pray for comes from him. But would you also thank him, if you know him today, for the goodness that he's already demonstrated in your life don't get, listen, if our prayers become all about asking because of the comparing that we're doing to other people, we're never going to be satisfied with anything that we have. But if you learn how to dwell in the richness of Christ, you'll enjoy your house, you'll enjoy your car, you'll enjoy your stuff or public transportation to work or your apartment or wherever you live. You can enjoy those things. Those aren't wrong things, but you'll enjoy them with perspective of they're very, very temporary. They're here now, and it's great, but they're not going to be here forever. But what does last forever is your relationship with Jesus Christ. Can I pray this blessing over your life today? I pray today that the Lord would bless and keep you. I pray that God's face would shine down upon you and be gracious to you. I pray for everybody that's with us today that God would turn his face towards you and give you peace so that you will put his name in your life and because of that, God would bless you. This morning, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your sacred blessing in our lives. Lord, we can go to you and be thankful when things are difficult. We could go to you and be thankful when we're living in a time of blessing uh, that we view as a physical time of blessing, but we always know, Lord, what what supersedes all of that is the spiritual blessing that we have because of our relationship with you. If, if there's a friend that's watching today and you don't have a relationship with Christ, right where you're sitting in your living room or your office or at your kitchen table, you can pray right now and invite Jesus Christ to be your personal Savior. You ask him to forgive you of your sins. You put Putting your faith and trust just doesn't mean I believe it. I believe George Washington was the first president of the United States. I believe the earth is round and not flat. But what I can tell you this morning is this. That's not something I've ever, I've never personally experienced George Washington. I didn't walk on the moon and see the roundness of the earth. I've seen it from an airplane. But what I can tell you this, experiencing a personal relationship with Christ is asking for his forgiveness and inviting him into your life, putting your full faith and trust in him that he loves you, died for you, rose again for you, and wants a relationship with you.
And you could do that today by praying this morning, right now with me, and asking God to come into your life and save you. So let's pray. And this is for you to pray. You pray and you repeat after me and pray this prayer to God this morning. You say, Father in heaven, would you please forgive me of all of my sins? Just say that to him. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that Jesus died and forgave me of my sins. And I believe that he's alive today. And I believe in you that I will live forever with you. Thank you for loving me and thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer with us today, would you shoot me an email at pastor at warehousechurch.com and let me have some conversation with you this week about your new relationship with him. I want to thank you for joining us today and being part of Warehouse Church. And I hope that soon that when it's, I guess when it's a little bit more uh, e- easier for people to come out and, and we can demask ourselves and live in society again normally like we were used to before all this craziness happened the last six months, that you will meet with us here. We're meeting live and we would invite you to be here live next week at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and we're going to have a great time live. We're going to continue our online services. And we want you to know that uh, you could share these services just by hitting share and say, hey, watch my church on Facebook this week. And it'll go right to, your, uh, right to your Facebook story. And some of your friends could hear this message and even become a follower of Jesus Christ today. But we thank you for joining us today. Make sure you stay in touch with our announcements. Johnny shared with earlier, they're going to be on the screen in just a moment uh, as we close this out. And church, can I ask you to stay faithful in your giving? We've stated some goals that we needed to meet. We didn't quite meet that goal this last week, and we've got to be careful that we don't hit this downward spiral again. We've got to keep our giving up, and I pray that you'll be faithful. God's blessings are over your life if you're faithful in this area because of the promises of the Word of God. But you'd be praying, and you could give online at www.warehousechurch.com. You could give through text messaging. The number's on the screen. And you can also either drop it by the church or put it in one of our honor boxes after the service. Thanks for being here today. God bless you.